This is the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm the family man that loves all things tactical. We're coming to you every week with episodes for gun owners, those interested in self-defense and concealed carry, and, of course, all you tactical gear junkies. If you're a family protector, you're in good company. Come on in, pull up a seat, and let's have some fun. So we are back this week with our sixth episode. It is going fast. I looked down and I thought, you know what? It's been about a week and a half since I posted our last uh, podcast. And uh, yeah, it's uh, time flies, but it's time to get another episode up. This week we're talking about uh, when it comes to overall self-defense, being that family protector, the difference between training with the mindset of saving a life or taking a life and why it matters, if it does at all, right? So, um, yeah, basically, uh, I have my friends to thank for this episode because um, last week I was uh, saying goodbye to a good friend um, who's going overseas, and uh, I had all my my buddies that I grew up with um, with me, and, and, um, you know, they're really encouraging guys, you know. Um, I've got friends that help me not take myself too seriously. Right. And, um, keep in mind that, uh, you know, you're just a normal guy. Right. And, uh, they keep me grounded with good natured ribbing. And then I've got that same group of friends that builds me up and, and is really kind of a wind in my sails. Um, just like my, my wife is, you know, so I got so many good people around me and, you know, we were just kind of talking and, I told him about this podcast and, and what I was trying to do. And, and I, I was asked for some explanation. I said, you know, if, if you get past, um, you know, the, the part that, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to support other normal, um, family protectors, moms and dads out there. Um, you know, it's, uh, what's your bottom line? Where are you going with this? And, and I thought for a second, I thought, you know, most of the tactical training out there is focused on taking lives, you know, and I wanted this to be seen as, yeah, I mean, there's a place for that. Definitely. Right. Um, you can't be a protector without teeth. Um, but the overall mission is save life, you know, right. So the question begs, are you a life taker? Are you a life saver? Right. And how do you how does your view roll up into your family protector job? Now, so, uh, you know, I just wanted to explore that dichotomy. Now, case in point, have you noticed if you go on YouTube or you you look up tactical training articles, 95 percent of the content is focused on the lethality of. Uh, factor of self-defense training. You know, are you getting uh, A-zone hits? Um, what? How fast can you draw on that target? You know, um, you know what jujitsu technique uh, puts the attacker down the fastest? Now, I think all of don't get me wrong. All of those things are so important, right? Because if you are faced with a threat, you want to be good at putting down threats. You know, but there's I guess where I'm going with this is I think that there's this whole other area in the room 
um, everybody's huddled over in this one corner of the self-defense room. And there's this whole other area um, that doesn't get the exposure um, that maybe it should. Now, why is it? Why is all the, you know, why is all the sub-second draw and um, A-zone hit targets and uh, all that stuff focused on so much when it comes to tactical training? For concealed carry folks, uh, folks that just like tactical rifles and dressing up in military gear, you know, why? I mean, you and I both know the answer to that question. It's because it's sexy, right? Um, and I, I think, you know, especially with men, uh, there's all that, there's always that side of us that wants to be that warrior, um, wants to be that uh, that rugged warrior and stuff like that. So, and it's in our DNA. You know, it's it's not a bad thing. Um, but, you know, when I when I look at the big picture, um, and I'm taking uh, an assessment of myself, I'm saying, hey, you know, what are the other things that are just as important in self-defense, overall self-defense, right? Keeping others safe uh, that you might be neglecting. Now, if this isn't you, then you guys can just point a finger and laugh at me. But I've been so guilty of this, um, just focused on how good I am with a gun. And um, like I said, I'm just a normal guy. I'm not really that good with a gun. I'm good enough. Um, you know, and of course, there's the argument, out, not argument, but the, the point, and that's a good point. You want to be prepared for the worst case scenario. So you practice worst case scenario things. For instance, in the event that I'm presented with a, a lethal uh, attack or perceived lethal attack, you know, I want to be able to meet that threat, right? And whatever appropriate response is necessary. Okay, so that's, that's true, again. Um, but I would say the bottom line is the vast majority of self-defense content that's put out on the internet is all about taking life. You know, um, is this how we should spend our time and training? What do you think? I mean, seriously, think about it for a minute. If you look at your entire job as protector of your household, um, your, your brothers, your sisters, anybody that would be at your family barbecue and something bad happened, um, some, some unrealistic thing where a bunch of ninjas, stormed, you know, all the skills you have, what should you spend the most amount of time on? You know, there's a saying, um, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? So if you're constantly training to get that sub second draw and that's all you focus on, you know, you're, you're, you're basically, um, focusing on being behind the power curve, right? Or behind the speed curve when it comes to, a, an event again, not to say that we shouldn't be trying to get, uh, really fast draw times and um, shoot really fast under stress and all that kind of stuff. Not saying that. So, um, but yeah, yeah. What are we, what are we missing? Are we missing anything? So one of, one of the things that I, again, I've really benefited from with uh, having friends that were in the military or mentors in the military um, and the, the, um, company that I got to work with, uh, work for, um, for a, a little bit of time. Um, you know, I got some really good nuggets of wisdom 
And those military folks, you know, they're always looking at what the overarching mission is, right? What's what's the big picture? Um, and I think that's so important because as consumers, you know, us, us citizens and civilians, we're consumers, you know, we're buying gear, we're taking classes, we're getting trained, but we're consuming, right? We're kicking out that money, we're, we're having fun, and that's totally America. Go for it, man. Um, or girl. <laughs> uh, but what's our mission? And I had to think about that. What's my overall mission? It's to keep my spouse and my kids safe. No matter what. That's my mission. There's no, oh, well, I tried and things didn't work out. No. My job, no matter what, is to keep them safe. You know? Having fire extinguishers readily accessible, keeping medicine locked up and out of the reach of toddlers. Those all support that mission. They're really important, right? Um, and I'm not suggesting we should have uh, tactical training courses on protecting medicine, um, but you get my point, I think. <laughs> my point is, it's more than just the physical act of putting a bad guy down. You know, what are all the tasks involved, you know, seriously, think about it for a minute. And I, I wrote this list out. So I went through this exercise and if you go through this exercise too, um, send me a comment online on, uh, the Facebook, um, family man tactical site. I'd love to hear from you, but I just did a, you know, a couple minute sketch out of all the different things that go into being a good protector. Um, so one of the things I was thinking about was layered defense, right? The, the five D's of defense. And, you know, if you've heard about them, um, that's, that's great. If you haven't, you know, they're, uh, deter. So you're deterring, um, criminal or, or bad behavior. Um, what are you doing to detect that ahead of time? Um, how are you delaying that, uh, force from bothering you? <laughs> okay. Uh, what can you do to deny them um, whatever access they're trying to gain to you and your loved ones? And then, of course, the actual physical act of defense. Okay, so uh, this is where we go into, you know, um, we're, we're practicing sub-second draws and A-zone hits and all that kind of stuff from 10 yards. That's the defense area, right? And this is my point, is there's four other areas there um and they're they're good because you can apply them to like a perimeter defense but you can also apply those concepts to a lot of different situations when you're out and about okay so deterrence right so to use the home defense example you know maybe it's very obvious um that your house is and some of these items overlap Okay, but maybe it's very obvious that your home is um, well lit from the outside. So anybody that had bad intentions about breaking into your home could see, oh gosh, their bushes are, that light shows them that there's a good high fence there. There's, um, you know, good trimmed bushes. Um, you know, all the, all the openings to the building are well lit, including, you know, windows and all that kind of stuff. That might be a deterrent right? They're deterred from 
even attempting to do that. They said, well, there's a lot of houses that are, are a lot more susceptible to me breaking in, so I'm going to go somewhere else. That's deterrence. And then there's detection, right? So, um, you know, do you, do you have uh, motion-activated flood, floodlights? Do you have video surveillance around your house? I mean, now it's so cheap. Anybody can have it. Um, you know, detection. Can you detect um, things that are going on outside of your home without you opening the door. You know, most of us, if we had a floodlight that kicked on, you know, could see that from inside and say, oh, well, something's moving outside and it's dark out. I better check that out. Um, and of course there's delay. So that's that's the concept of, you know, is there impediments to slow them down? I know that I'm not completely stopping a determined person breaking in, right? Eventually, no house is going to be completely, well, I'm sure there's probably somewhere, some house that would be almost impossible to get into, but it would probably take a lot of engineers to do it, okay? You know, can I delay this bad person from getting into my house, okay? And what measures have I done to take that, uh, or what measures have I taken to do that, okay? And then there's straight up denial. I mean, denying entry, some people install kick plates at the base of their door there that, I mean, it's going to take a, a good battering ram to, to get that door open. And they have that stuff available now. Okay. And then you get into the whole home defense thing with your, your pistol or your AR. There's so many steps available to save a life in front of taking a life. Um, and this is really just an exploration of how many things are out there to keep us safe um, before we even have to think about um, taking somebody's life. Not that you should not focus on that. Again, <laughs> you're going to hear me keep saying that. So one of those things is non-lethal, going to hands, right? So, um, you know, there's we're seeing this all over, but there's a lot of situations where... Um, you know, somebody's taken a life where maybe they overreacted. Um, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say there's a lot of situations. There are situations where folks have uh, made a, a knee-jerk reaction, gone to guns, when really, if they had the training, they, they weren't in a lethal situation, but a situation where they had to maybe use their hands um, to protect themselves, right? So that's that's something that can be trained. Um, you know, I kind of already hit on with the layered defense with uh, detection, um, but situational awareness. I mean, honestly, I would agree with Craig Douglas, not that I'm even close to being on his level, but I would agree with the statement, and I've, I've kind of written that on my heart, that the vast majority of bad situations can be avoided with his management of unknown contacts and it's free online look it up craig douglas management of unknown contacts and he put an article out it's awesome um it's all about situational awareness how to read bad situations position yourself um that if you are going into a situation you make folks think twice and uh Anyway, it's a great read. Look it up after you're done here, okay? Uh, but training that, you know, training that. So 
There's that de-escalation, knowing your rules of engagement, state laws, you know, uh, self-defense, who the burden of proof is on in your state. Do you know that? You know, then there's legal advice, um, the law of self-defense. I keep mentioning that book. Um, goes over intent, means, and opportunity. The three things that need to be established for you to use lethal force in most situations. And then, of course, medical training. You know, really good first aid, combat casualty care. Again, we keep going back to these life-saving things. If we do these things, if we train these things in earnest, um, there's a good chance that you may never have to use uh, guns. Um, of course, there's always the chance of an active shooter or a terrorist attack. But again, you know, there's so many things that we can do that really kind of exponentially um, increase our survival rate and overall mission again, keep those we love safe. So, you know, um, yeah. You know, I had to also kind of put a note in here too um, about soft protection skills. I don't even know if that's the right thing. You know, what would you name it? Um, but as family protectors, you know, we have we have the physical violence thing that we got to protect our family against. But what about all the other things that we got to protect uh, against? What about bad influences? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of influences out there going around in the world that maybe we don't want our families, um, you know, facing. Or if they do, we got to teach them how to face those bad influences. You know, um, you know, winning the hearts and minds of our family and, and keeping them safe um, from just really trash mentality. There's a lot of folks out there with uh, bad mentalities, um, you know, protecting them against uh, influences of folks with bad work ethics or entitlement or all those kind of things, protecting them against financial ruin. You know, there's... um. It's an overarching mission, if you think about it. And I'm not trying to come off, off as like a really deep person here, honestly. But these are the things I lay awake and I think about. And you might be thinking, gosh, Chris, you need to get a life. <laughs> and I wouldn't disagree with you. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to look at it uh, for one episode kind of as a holistic thing and see what y'all thought. So, you know, do you view being a family protector as mission or do you view it hey chris you know what look man it's just more of a skill set uh you're making a bigger issue out of it than it is either way i'm cool with but i think this makes me a better well-rounded family protector again i'd love to hear what you guys think so before i go i got one cool thing for you listen up most family protectors are also family providers and making ends meet these days isn't always easy so maybe you've been looking for an extra way to have some more income um, and maybe do it with just a laptop and internet connection. Is that even possible? And I had the same thought. I'm really not techie, not good with marketing, and I'm not rich. And then I came across a product that shows folks how to set up and run their own online business with little investment, time, and offers step-by-step -step instruction. Now I saw a 15-year-old kid generate some serious passive income using this product, and I thought, well... I got to try this. Turns out I tested this for y'all and my new online business does work. Um, and I have already generated an extra $700 and I'm just getting started. So if you want to learn more about having some extra passive income, the benefits of a second job without the loss of time and energy, 
there's a link in the podcast show notes. If you use that link, you get some free training, a few bonuses. So check it out. I know my family's happy I did. All right, so that's the show, guys. Um, in the next couple weeks, we're going to do a couple things. Um, I'm probably going to bring on a guest um, who has done security work. Um, he's a pretty cool cat. And my friend, we're going to riff a bit. I don't know what topic we're going to hit, but it'll be fun. Um, also going to do some gear reviews. And I don't know. Um, I'm looking at my list of all these topics. There's so much to talk about. So if you would, if there's something you want to talk about, uh, have covered, you know what? Just uh, go over to Facebook um, on Family Man Tactical and leave me a comment or shoot me a private message and I'll get back with you and we'll go from there. So thanks again. I love doing this podcast. I'm getting so much awesome feedback and we're getting a lot of downloads. Um, you guys are really just too good to me and, and I love you. Uh, I thank you for uh, your time and listening. And I wish you a good rest of the week and God bless you.